welcome to Cairo Feast, where we are serving up big helpings of wisdom in the successful practice of chiropractic, the world of entrepreneurialism, and extra servings of mentorship to navigate this wonderful experience we call life. My name is Dr. Jeff Danielson. I've built, bought, and sold many chiropractic practices and currently own 19 limited liability corporations. I love the entrepreneurial spirit, and I pay it forward through a company called Big Fish Enterprises. I coach and mentor business owners so they don't repeat the mistakes that I made in my career. Every week we cover a topic that will help make you a better leader and a better entrepreneur. Or maybe it's just going to be a topic that helps you become a better person. You'll want to share these episodes because in life it is always better to pay it forward. And now, let's get into today's topic. Come and get it, everybody. Cairo Feast is online, and we are ready to serve. Today's topic is going to be bucket basics, and this is true of any business out there that is dealing with service. If you are serving people, then you need to know your bucket basics um, because you've got different buckets that you've got to manage. And and truly, this is management. This is management skills. This is 101. This should be taught in every chiropractic school, every uh, financial planning school, uh, every uh, law school in America, every medical school. We should be teaching everybody who is in the business of serving people how to manage their buckets. And uh, so that's our topic today. That's where we're going. And uh, it's going to be hard hitting and, and we're going to um, uh, cover some uh, some important uh, pieces and procedures of how to manage your people. Okay. Because this is how you run a, a, a successful service business. So let's get started. Let's jump in and let's talk about your faucet first. So if, if we <clears throat> if we can use this analogy of the bucket, I want you to, you know, picture, and if you're, if you're in a place where you can actually draw a picture, then go ahead, draw a picture of a bucket, and, uh, you know, the first thing that we're going to talk about is your spigot, your, your, um, your faucet, if you will, um, maybe this is, uh, you know, picture uh, what's attached to your house outside in the driveway, um, where you've got a, a spigot that is uh, where you're going to hook up your hose and fill your bucket. Um, let's picture that because that that spigot, that faucet, is your lifeblood. That is where you get your new patients from. Okay, so that water, that life-giving water for your business, is flowing from that faucet. Now you want to be able to turn that faucet on and turn that faucet off. Um, you know, there are times in your career when, when you are full, you are booked. You you can't, you can't take any more new people into your business without sacrificing on the service end because you just can't handle um, that many people in in your practice and serve that many people. You do have a capacity, um, so you want to be able to alter. Um, that flow of new patients into your business, and um, you know that's a, probably a whole nother podcast. We can we can talk about how you can how you can alter that and keep the flow correct. Um, but that's where your new patients are coming from. Is they are coming from this faucet, and you always always will need at some level you'll need some new patients. Okay, now for years, good grief, for almost thirty years that I've been in practice. 
I've heard practice management people and, and coaches and whatnot just talk about, well, if you take care of the people that you have, you never need a new patient. Well, you know what? What planet are you living on? You know, people move. People die. Um, people uh, get a new job. They get transferred. And it's not just them, but it's it's their spouse. And so all of a sudden, you know, a wonderful family that you've been taking care of or, you know, they, they up and move to another state because of a job transfer or... They just get sick of living in the area that you're in, and and they move, and and people pass away. People get sick. People uh, die. People, you know, um, have financial problems and, you know, quit care. Um, There's a variety of different reasons why people stop coming in, but the truth is there's going to be a certain number of people that will be stopping. Now, I I don't disagree with some of these management people that, you know, really talk to you about taking care of the people you have. In fact, that's part of what we're going to talk about today, managing your bucket and the different buckets that you have. Um, But you're always going to have to have some level of of new patients coming in the door. All right, so don't don't deny that you don't need that faucet because you do. Now, draw your bucket. And inside that bucket, you're going to have you're going to have some water. And that water that is in that bucket, those are your active patients. So those are the people that you've got on a care plan. You have a care plan for those people. Um, These are the people that you're taking care of. And um, we're going to talk about the management, the attention that you give to these people, um, the outreach that you uh, do to engage people to keep them in this bucket of of active people. Now, in, in... I guess in a way, your active patients include two different groups. They're going to they're include your um, initial corrective care people, okay, people that are going through a plan in order to fix a problem that they have, okay? So they are, they're maybe new to your practice and they've got a crooked spine and they're in a lot of pain, et cetera, something uh, going on, and they need to correct it. So these are your corrective care people. And then uh, these patients that are in the bucket, uh, the water in the bucket, also includes your wellness people. These are people that are coming in, they're getting their wellness adjustment on a regular basis in order to stay well. These are people that, you know, um, you maintain um, in your bucket for years. I've got, I've got a, um, uh, a lot of patients that I've seen over a thousand times, over a thousand adjustments. This is a number of people that are just getting adjusted. Why? Because they understand, because you have taught them, you have educated them on why they should be getting a regular chiropractic adjustment. Okay? Now, <clears throat> these active patients, in order for these people to continue to do what they're doing, there's a number of things that have to you know, be taking place in your practice. Number one, there has to be a plan. There has to be a plan, okay? So your corrective care people need to know, here's where I'm at right now, here's the process of where I'm going, and here is where we are going to end up. They need to see the path. You need to identify the path for them. The biggest mistake you can ever make is say, well, let's do a few adjustments and see how it goes. That is the biggest cop-out, the biggest you know, pansy, oh my gosh, I've, I've got a lot of words for this, but, you know, that is just not the way to do this. You don't go to a mechanic and the mechanic doesn't say, well, I'm going to, 
I'm going to wrench on a few uh, bolts here on your engine, and we're just going to, I don't know, see how it goes. No, they don't. They, they tell you exactly what is wrong. They diagnose the problem, and then they correct it. They have a plan to correct it. They do that, okay? So, um, so have a plan for your patients to get better, to correct their problem, and have a plan for your people to stay well. That's as big a part of any plan as as there is, is what do I need to do in order to maintain my alignment? What do I need to do to maintain good health? How do I do this? I mean, it is a, it's a multi-billion dollar industry uh, for people to maintain their wellness. How? Through exercise, through fitness, through um, proper sleep habits, through diet, nutrition, supplementation, vitamins, minerals, all the different things that are out there for people. Healthcare is big business, you guys. And a lot of it is maintenance. It's how do I stay well? Okay? Yeah, there's a good grief, probably a trillion dollar industry on how to get rid of sickness, right? The corrective process, how do I, how do I get well? Okay. People are very motivated when they are not well to get well, to get out of pain. Um, but it is almost as big to stay well, you know, and that is your fitness, you know, and, and in some ways it, there, it's vanity too. You know, people want to look good, feel good, be good. They want to be that vibrant person. And so, yes, especially, you know, beginning of the year, January, February, I mean, these are the months when people are like, this is the year I'm going to be in shape. I'm going to, I'm going to look better, feel better, function better. I'm going to have a better year. So, you know, this is a, this is not a weird thing that you're going to be promoting in your business, in your chiropractic business. You have to have a plan for people to stay well, and you can't just leave it up to them. Okay. There's no fitness trainer that just says, well, I don't know. And, you know, come in when you want to come in. When you think you need to come in to the gym, come in and do a workout. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. No, these fitness gurus, these fitness people have a plan. They lay it all out. They even tell you like what exercises to do every single day that you're in the gym. I mean, they'll lay it all out perfectly for you, dummy proof it so that you can just follow it. So then, you know, why would we be any different why don't you lay it out for your patients so that they can just follow the plan? You know, make it easy for them. Don't make it hard and don't leave it up to them because guess what? They'll screw it up almost every time. I mean, none of us are, are any different. You know, I'm as bad as anybody, you know, with my workouts and stuff like that. You got to be really, really focused and intentional about your workouts if you want to do them right. And if you've got a trainer that lays it all out for you, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. I mean, that's that's the best, right? So have a strong plan. Uh, the next thing uh, with these active patients is you've got to have a schedule. So you get, you got to lay it out you know, timing-wise. You know, lay out the schedule week by week, month by month, year by year. Lay it out schedule it's and and it's not it's not just coming up with the schedule so there's two parts to this okay there's the doctor part the doctor recommendation is xyz it's this many weeks 
you're going to come in this many times, this many weeks. Then you drop down to, you know, maybe it's twice a week for another six weeks or whatever it might be. You get, you got to lay out the frequency, the number of visits over what period of time. That's the doctor's portion. The second part of this is the front desk. Okay. The quarterback, the quarterback has to implement the plan. The coach might make the plan. Okay. And lay out the game plan, but the quarterback's got to implement it and make it happen. Okay. So the front desk has to implement it and get that patient on the schedule. Now, 85% of people will, will schedule when you ask them to. There's always going to be that 15 that are like, well, my schedule's so nuts. I, 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 you know, I got to wait for my work schedule to come out. It always changes, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's, there's 15% of people that you're probably never going to get scheduled and you just got to, you know, constantly be asking them and kind of micromanaging them. But 85% of your practice will do what you ask them to do because they desire, they desire to have the lifestyle and the wellness that you offer. Okay. So just lay out the schedule and make it happen. Ask them what days work, get them scheduled and, and don't schedule a week at a time or a visit at a time. That's insane. You want to you want to kill your staff, kill kill your front desk, kill everybody in your office. You know, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna make it so difficult. No, schedule out for minimum of a month. You know, we've got probably sixty percent of our practice scheduled out for the year, for the year. Okay, I'm I'm uh, recording this just prior to uh, January one of 2023 so it's still december here just after christmas and about 70 percent of our practice is scheduled through december of 2023 for the next year Uh, now if if you don't want to do that and you can't do that whatever you know but it has to be at least a month Uh, shoot for 60 days 90 days whatever you feel like you can tackle right now where you're you know, headspace is tackle it, but it's got to be 30 days. Okay. And to then go from 30 days to 60 and then from 60 to 90 is super easy. The toughest thing is just getting that, that month. Okay. Um, but if you can get beyond that, um, get to 90 days, get to six months, get to a full year, um, whatever you get scheduled, 85% of it will come to fruition and it'll actually take place. So the scheduling is important from two sides the doctor's plan okay the coach's plan and the quarterback the front desk implementing that plan the other thing that you need to really focus on with these active patients is education there needs to be a little bit of education constantly it needs to be in your posters it needs to be in your conversation with the patient it needs to be as you're palpating and teaching teach people about ligaments tendons, muscles, nerves, bones, you know, give them a little bit, you know, don't inundate them. Don't give them a lecture, but give them little bite-sized nuggets, you know, kind of like the Cairo feast. Give them a, give them a little nugget, you know, when you see them each time, allow them to see your passion. Okay. And that's the other piece here is spizzerinctum. Okay. Spizzerinctum is your passion for chiropractic. They need to see it. They need to feel it. All of your active people need to know that you are excited 
to be a chiropractor and you are excited to take care of people. You've got to have that spiz um, in your in your uh, conversations with people. It just needs to flow from you. It needs to be a feeling that people get. Okay, and when when you have that spiz and you're taking a, a nugget of education and wrapping it in your spiz, man, that's magic. That is magic. And again, this is seen in every profession. I don't care if you, if you go to Target and you're asking questions about the electronics and you got somebody that's excited about the electronics. Oh my goodness, you got to see what Samsung came out with. Um, it's got this and it's got this feature and that feature. Man, when you're talking to somebody that's got that spiz, that excitement for the product and they can explain it and they can give the technical you know, education behind it, man, I will buy from that person every day of the week because it's just it makes it more fun and it makes me more confident in what I just spent my money on if you want people to be like that with chiropractic then you got to do that you got to educate with spiz got it okay and then um, the last piece here with these active patients is you've got to give up give them carrots you've got to give them um, things to do you know, you've got you to give them some exercises. You've got to um, put things out in front of them that they can achieve. Um, you've got to give them an active role in what they're doing. Now, there's probably 10, 15% of people that they could care less. They're lazy. They don't want to do it. Don't give me anything to do. I'm not going to do it anyway. Um, they're just plain lazy. Are you going to try with those people anyways? Of course you are. Because there is a moment for all people where they'll actually get engaged. Okay? And you don't know, you know, when that's going to be for people. So give it a try. You know, but realize that there's probably 15% of people that you can't beat them over the head with it. They're, not, they're just not going to do it. All you can do is offer, educate, inspire, and then just hope that they jump on board with that, okay? Now, the problem with this bucket is that oftentimes there's holes in the bucket. How many holes in your bucket will determine how successful your practice is? Now, these holes in the bucket are failures. They're failures of the doctor to build a relationship, failure of the front desk, to build a relationship, um, the practice becomes transactional. Um, the practice be just becomes this kind of boring, not so special thing where people are coming and then it makes it really easy for them to just disengage because nobody's really that excited about the whole process anyways. But if you guys can work on your relationship with people and really take it to heart that that's what you're doing when you have these active patients, when you've got wellness people, when you've got corrective care people. It's all about building that relationship. How do you do that? Well, your associates, your interns should be excited and they should be teaching um, the patients as well, giving them examples, telling them stories. Um, you should be getting reviews from your patients. That is um, a part of active participation that the, uh, that the patient needs to be a part of um, uh, by doing these reviews. That solidifies 
and has them put in writing and out for the public to see their positivity about the, the value of what you do and how you do it and what chiropractic means to them. We do something called patient of the month. Um, so we're always looking for people that um, have done really well in our practice and we want to share their story. And when people get to share their story, um, they love that. They, they love being engaged. And they can tell their story. It goes online, goes on your website, goes in a, in a certain spot or two or three um, in your office where you can um, you know, uh, post it on the wall. You can put it on your TV screens that are around your office. So people can see it. They can see that other people are excited about their relationship with you. It makes other people want that same relationship. Do you understand how that works? So um, all of these things get people engaged as well as those exercises and the things that you want people to do um, in your in your office or when they go home and your accountability, holding people accountable to do those exercises and to do those reviews. That's a big part of your management is, is encouraging people to stay engaged. Now, if there's... <coughs> Excuse me. If there's no attention, if you're not paying attention to your people, they will disengage. How do you continue to uh, pay attention? Focus on them. Focus on them. This is this is like chapter one of how to win friends and influence people. Focus on other people. Focus on them. Get them to talk about themselves. Do they have some special events going on in their family? Um, do they have a trip coming up? Man, we are constantly talking about trips. We're talking about uh, vacations. We're talking about special events, weddings, graduations, birthdays, all of those kind of things. You know, revel in those kind of things with your patients. And yes, even those things that are sad, you know, when somebody passes away in a family or somebody's going through a sickness, um, being there for them, uh, talking them through that, giving them some advice, praying for them, letting them know that you're thinking about them, all of those kind of things. Um, that is so important. And you're not just doing this uh, for your sake. You know, you're not doing this because you want to make it seem like you care. You actually do need to care. That's kind of a weird thing to have to have to say that. But it needs to be real. It needs to be authentic. So if you don't care about people and their family and, um, and how they are you know, going through life, then you're in the wrong business. You shouldn't be in the service business. You should be developing software somewhere or something like that. But if you want to serve people, you got to love people. And you got to pay attention to them. Okay? Um, last thing here is uh, outreach. If you're not doing... Um, consistent outreach uh, by recalling people when they miss appointments, encouraging people, hey, missed you the last couple of visits. Let's get you back on track. Let's uh, have you be successful this year. Really want you to be successful taking care of yourself. Um, you know, that those recall phone calls, those emails, those text messages, um, all of those things um, by getting uh, getting out there and holding people accountable for what they really need. If you feel bad, if you ever, ever feel bad 
about holding people accountable for their appointments, you need to check yourself. Check your heart. Because if you don't believe that it's so important for them to get those visits in so that they correct their spine, so that they take pressure off their nervous system, so that their organs function better and they can stay healthy, if that's not a big deal to you, again, you should be you know writing software somewhere in a basement. Because if you love people and you love what you do, and if you understand the value of that adjustment, then you will hold people accountable to do what they need to do so that they can be healthy. All right. Anybody that leaks out, people that leak out, obviously we want to plug as many holes as possible. Um, the fewer holes you have in your in your practice where you have people that are disengaged or just not active in the, in the practice, you want to plug those holes um, because uh, the less the less people that are leaking out, the less important it is to bring new patients into the practice. So if you want less pressure to bring new people onto care plans, then take care of the people that you do uh, have already in your practice. Uh, but like I said, you're always going to need new people. Okay, you're always going to need that. But take care of these people so they have don't have a leaky bucket because this is the key for growth. For those of you that want um, another associate or another young doctor in your practice, this is what you do because your practice is going to grow. You're going to bring somebody on to help take care of all, all the people that are staying and all the new people that are coming on. That is called practice growth. All right, you guys, this is Bucket Basics. This is Bucket Management. This is how to grow a practice. This is how to have a fun practice. Um, share this information with somebody that you know. Um, send this send this uh, episode to two or three people. I want you to enjoy it. Um, you know, stay hungry, my friends. Stay hungry. Stay plugged in. Stay excited. Stay engaged in your practice and the growth of it. Keep investing in yourself as well because you learning is the key to everything. All right. Stay grounded. Stay focused. And as always, pay it forward. Hey, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Rachel, the marketing director of Big Fish Enterprises. If you or a colleague are interested in learning the secret sauce to getting a high volume of quality new patients fast, our program, Team Doc, could be the perfect fit for you. Learn more about Team Doc and coaching with Dr. Jeff by visiting www.mybigfishenterprises.com. We'll see you next week.